<clears throat> is this is this mic on? Hey everyone, my name is Alex Volkov. I'm an AI evangelist with Weights and Biases, and this is Thursday AI Special Deep Dive. On this deep dive, I had the pleasure to interview Maxime Lebon. Maxime is a senior machine learning scientist with JP Morgan. He is an author of a book called Hands on GNNs, and you can buy that book on Amazon. Uh, he is an author in his own ML blog, which has a bunch of deep information. He's the creator of Lazy Merge Kit, which we talk about in the pod. And he holds a PhD in AI from the Institut Polytechnique de Paris, which is possibly the reason for the recent explosion in AI coming from Paris. Maxime has been mentioned on Thursday multiple times before. From his fine tune of open Hermes on top of neural chat called Neural Hermes, to Neural Beagle, which is his latest work that topped the OpenLM leaderboard in the 7 billion parameter category for a while. And it's, I think it's still up there. Maxim also was the author of Fixtral, which we've talked about before, which was the first mixture of experts built on top of the Phi model from Microsoft. And in today's pod, Maxim goes into a new and exciting field in open source LLMs, which is called model merging. This is how I found Maxim, specifically because Neural Beagle is a merge of multiple other models, and we wanted to do a deep dive on what merging is. If you remember the previous deep dive with John Durbin, John released the Bagel models as a good merge base, and Maxim has authored Lazy Merge Kit, which is in charge of more than 50% of the merged models on Hagen Face Leaderboard. And I really wanted to get to the bottom of what merging is and how it works. And this was a great conversation that I learned a lot from. I want to invite you to listen to the rest of this conversation, but also to make sure that you're invited to check out the newsletter where the show notes and all links to everything Maxim does, and it's quite a lot, are there including other commentary and images, which don't really show up well on a audio podcast. And if you work at a company that can sponsor folks, Maxim is open for sponsorship. And I think the community will benefit from folks like Maxim who have a lot of ideas, a lot of power and potential to build things as long as they don't have to pay for GPUs out of pocket. With that, I give you Maxim Lebon. Thank you so much for joining us, Maxim. The way that I came across your profile, you're releasing great content, specifically in the area of open source LLMs. And I've been seeing both the models that you released, but also some of the recent exciting stuff that we're going to talk about here about merging. This is my introduction. Feel free, please, to say how you would introduce yourself to the audience that doesn't know you and where you're from. Um, yeah, uh, thank you for, for the invite and thanks for the introduction. I'm currently based in London, but I come from Paris. So if anyone is in London, always happy to uh, to grab a coffee together. 
Awesome. Maxim, the reason why I asked you to join us is because, like we mentioned before, the merging of models is like this kind of fairly new thing that now is taking on taking quite a lot of interest enough such that like people are exploring this and on top of the leaderboard in Hagen Face, the open source LM leaderboard, a lot of the models, at least uh, like a, a huge amount of models, some of them are merges. And could you give us like a brief intro and we'll add the article that you wrote for Hagen Face to the show notes, but give us a brief intro, like what model merging is and how we should think about this for folks who are not super familiar. Just a brief Yeah, very simply, model merging is a technique to combine two or more LLMs into a single model. You have different merging methods within this model merging thing. And a good way to think about it, I think, is to think about it as a fourth step in the LLM pipeline. So you have pre-training, supervised fine-tuning, RHF, and now we have this crazy combination of models called model merging and where you can also find a mixture of experts. So we'll get to mixture of experts, definitely. Uh, the one thing that I, I heard some folks get excited about is that we'll finally get to the bottom of how do we even call these models? Because I know some folks here on stage call them uh, Frankensteining models. So Frank MOE was called. What's <laughs> where you are in terms of like how, how we call these new like Frankenstein always comes from just like taking different pieces and, and putting a model together. What's your current naming for all these things? Yeah, I think that the Franken models, the Franken merges, they are really one of these merging methods called pass through. I wouldn't call your big old 14, for example, a Franken merge because it's using another merging algorithm. But yeah, it's quite creative in terms of naming convention at the moment. And we did mention MOE, we're going we're gonna to get to Fixtral first soon, but please, I wanted, so for, first of all, in the, in the early start of the space, we also mentioned Neural Beagle, and I wanted to hear from you what kind of inspired you to work on Neural Beagle and what the actually, the merging work entails. So we have some idea, we, we had like fine-tuning folks before, we have, we have some idea about pre-training and supervised fine-tuning. Uh, how does merge happen actually? Could you talk through this? Is that is that easy? Is that hard? Do you need GPUs? Do you need specific hardware? Do you need data sets or none of that? Yeah, I would say that it's very easy. That's why it's so popular. The reason behind it is MergeKit, thanks to Charles Goddard. Uh, it's an amazing library that really automates the entire process. So this is the main reason why this is so popular, right? Because you don't need a GPU, you don't need a big computer, you can do it pretty much everywhere. And it works really well. It works surprisingly well. You can basically pick two of the best performing models and the leaderboard and decide to merge them. It, it's probably going to work. And worst case scenario, you can always make a few attempts. So yeah, uh, I think this is why it's so popular. I started really reading about it and, and playing with it in December. I've made a, a few attempts and I tried to improve on them, try to understand, get a good intuition of how it works. And I decided to summarize this work in an article uh, about model merging. Yeah, absolutely. And we'll have this article up for folks in, in show notes. Uh, thank you, first of all, so much for breaking this down. Oftentimes, a, a technique like this happens somewhere in the GitHub area or comments on local Llama in the subreddit and, and doesn't actually get explained. So definitely 
really strong thank you for for the from the community about uh, breaking this down and, and explaining this uh could you talk a little bit about the merge algorithms there's different techniques it's interesting where are, are those the new hyperparameters? Like, are, are the merging kind of combinations of, of sorts? Which models do you use and which merging techniques are there coming up as the new hyperparameters of this area, specifically because this doesn't require hardware? How to think about how to choose an algorithm? What's your intuition there? What's the best one? And could you talk about the algorithms for now? Yeah, sure. So there are different algorithms, as you said, and they're based on task arithmetic. So they're based on this idea that you have task vectors in your LLMs and you can try to combine them to add a new task and add new capabilities to your LLM by just adding these weights. So based on that, people started becoming quite creative. The most obvious way of combining the weights of this model, the parameters, is to do some kind of averaging. So linear interpolation, where you can control, like I want 70% of this model and 30% of this model. Linear interpolation, or however, it, it, it's not the best method. So people started uh, using spherical linear interpolation not going to delve too deep into the details, but it preserves uh, some geometric pro properties. So it works better experimentally, basically. That's why it's it's so popular. And then you have other techniques that are a bit more advanced, like uh, ties and dare and pass-through. Ties and dare, I would recommend it if you want to merge more than two models together. Pass-through is to create like these Franken merges where you suddenly have a model with 9 billion parameters instead of seven, because you're going to replicate some layers from one model on top of the other. And for really traditional model merging, I would say the slab technique is the most efficient one. It's very good, but it can only merge two models at a time. But it works very well, and this is the method that I use for your Beagle 14. So Slurp is, uh, I keep seeing Slurp on the top of the leaderboards in Hugget Face, just in the name. So that's one easy way to identify whether a model was merged, uh, like a result of a merge or uh, a different technique, like a fine tune. Uh, I just really quickly want to shout out Pratik Yadav, a friend of the pod. He's been on the pod before. He's the author of the paper. Uh, together with Derek and, and Lesham and some other folks on the ties merging model. This was in, I think, a June paper and less revised in October. So merging has been around before for quite a while. Maxime, how do you attribute the last, I don't know, a few months excitement about merging techniques? Would, would you attribute this to the merge kit specifically in charges or some other reason why this now is blowing up? Yeah, definitely. I would completely attribute it to MergeKit because as you said, these techniques already existed a few months ago, but it was difficult to implement them. I remember seeing a bunch of scripts online and I wanted to try them for a while, but I was never motivated enough to do it. And I think that MergeKit really lowered the bar and allowed everyone to replicate a good configuration and, and make uh, a lot of models. And then other people saw that merge models were performing very well on the open LLM leaderboard. So it created this cycle where we are right now. And yeah, merges are really popular on Hugging Face at the moment. 
Yes, like like we said before, so much so that they've introduced like a, a, a little checkbox there that says if you want to filter out the merged models. I I do want to like circle back a little bit on the Franken merge. Like you said, there is a way using these techniques to create like novel sizes as well. So we've been actually I don't know the reason why, but we've been in the area of there's a three or so billion parameters model. Seven B seems to be like a sweet spot for many folks in models. And then 13B afterwards and like around 30 and, and 70. Those were like the average like standard sizes or like the most common one. And we saw like Solar 10.7B 10, was released and I think it used something similar. They call depth upscaling, but it was essentially a merge of different techniques. And now we're seeing like novel sizes as well. What, like, why? <laughs> Can you say like, why not stick around the same sizes? Like what's new about these different things? Could you talk about like how... We're seeing like models all over, specifically because also on the LLM leaderboard, the checkboxes now don't make sense necessarily, right? They change it from 7 billion parameters only to like around 7 or 7-ish. Yeah, I don't really know why. I think that this model just performed better in terms of solar. I think that the idea here is very similar to the pass-through, so these Franken merges. I don't even know the, the difference, to be honest with you. And... It just shows to just prove to be very efficient and very powerful. So I guess that's why they're so popular right now. I guess the number, the extra, the additional parameters really help the model. But why? Honestly, I have no idea why. I think more parameters is always good. But in this case, I cannot really understand why they perform so well. Maybe for folks who are not on Twitter as as many of us, I think, Nistin, you had a great reaction to somebody asking, like, why these models work. And it does not seem like there is a good intuition about why from anyone. It just works. And I love the answer. Like, this is basically alchemy. We're throwing some stuff at the wall. So, Maxim, it seems like you're also agreeing with us. This is where we're currently at. That's what we feel like. No idea why without additional pre-training, but adding more parameters, even from the same model, correct? So we can take the same like Mistral and make it double the size that will perform better without any pre-training. Is that like the, the gut feeling we're getting? Yeah, absolutely. This is quite strange. I, I think there are probably some details in the paper from Solar, but it's not, I don't have a good intuition about these Franken merges. I have a better intuition about why the other techniques work. But right now, as you said, it's very experimental and it's also challenging for the leaderboards and for the benchmark suites because they're not really maybe adapted to that. And it feels like the models that are merged are quite overrated on these benchmarks. So I'd say that currently my intuition is that merges work very well, but not as well as the leaderboards pretend. And that's why there's also um, a lot of people that are skeptical about these models. And I was also very skeptical when I started. But by comparing the results on different benchmarks, I can say that, no, actually, they they work, right? They they improve the performance. We don't exactly know why, but it's it's working. We do actually have some pretty good intuitions. First of all, I, I think most people disagreed on the way the solar paper had put it. It seemed like they had no idea about that. Uh, yeah, so these models in in every weight you have, if you look at how, uh, what's going on inside inside a weight, it starts to look like the whole Conway uh, game of life thing. And uh, I made a joke a while ago that 
essentially with uh, large language models, it's like you're talking to yogurt. <laughs> you, you have all of these little cells uh, that you put together and stuff. But yeah, overall, the, the idea is that you need a couple of, couple of layers for it to, to first process the embedding. And then there are certain layers within the model that do a lot more processing than other layers. And if you repeat those layers more often, the model gets to digest the prompt better and you end up with, with a better result. So we do have a pretty good idea. We just don't have enough data to write a paper on it. And so unless Pharrell wants to, or LDJ wants to say more on it. Yeah, I, I, it's both a question and uh, maybe like a, a fact for these models is even if you do, so Maxime, I'd like to know from your perspective on your, on your models that you've released, but it seems that also you, you do want to train these Franken merges afterwards, right? Uh, if the layers connect back and realign back to one another, because it's a, a traumatic experience to butcher together layers from different models that haven't seen each other previously. Maybe you can speak more towards that. Yeah, that's what we're thinking about when I said, we don't know how it works. It's really about without even any fine tuning, they can work better, right? And that I really do not understand because if you add more parameters and they're properly initialized and then you can fine tune them, like it, it, it makes sense. But if they're not even fine tuned, like this blows my mind. I haven't been very successful with Franken merges by myself, to be honest. So I'm not the uh, expert on this topic at all, but they're very interesting. And I think that we're going to see more and more of them because there are probably a lot of different ways of combining them. And uh, yeah, we need more data to, to see what sticks basically. I think, I think some of the Cobalt guys have, have a model that they've stacked four or five times with the Franken merge. So it's become very large. I haven't talked to them to confirm that, but that is what I guess I've just heard in the grapevine. They're definitely a lot more brittle. I think is the key is making sure that you're not replicating input layers or output layers over both models. You want to definitely have one of each of those so that the model's embedding layers are interfering with itself. By the way, if anybody's got a stack of eight H100s just laying around idle, I do have a 59B Frank and merged on my huggy face just waiting to be to be benchmarked. Yeah, anyway, we'll just leave it at that. <laughs> I think Omesh, you had a follow-up question as well for Maxim. Yeah, yeah. First of all, Maxin, you have one of the best blogs, so to say. So people who have not seen your blog should check it out. And also pretty fan of your book on GNN. Really liked it. Just wanted to jump into a couple of questions that I had, specifically on the merging of the models. Like if you were in this space earlier, we were talking about sparse, sparsifying the models. Have you tried sparsifying the models for a specific task and then merging those models to build an expert model that is, is expert in multiple tasks, basically? And if yes, then what has been your experience? Have you been successful? And second question I had was on the kind of benchmark. So I, I've seen your, on your collab book that you're using AutoEval, but are you using any other evaluation uh, benchmarks to understand whether your merging has been successful or not? Um, thank you. Um, I want to also mention um, uh, Charles Goddard's blog, so you can find it on, on, on GitHub. Um, if you look at MergeLit, he has excellent articles about model merging. Um, for your first question, I haven't really tried um, these kind of techniques. The only one that I've tried is laser, so layer selective rank reduction, thanks to 
Eric Hartford and Fernando, sorry, I don't remember his name, but it's called Laser RMT. And it's a really cool project to basically reduce the rank of some layers. And this is close to this idea. So right now it's a bit experimental, but apparently it, it works like from quality feedback, it works. I've tried that, but I haven't tried merging these kind of models. I think it can be very interesting because maybe they can retain their task a lot more than the traditional models that we use. To answer your second question, yes. So. I made this wrapper to be able to automate the, the evaluation process because I, I was spending too much time doing that. But otherwise, I contact a lot of people who run benchmarks like EQ Bench, for example, and uh, they kind enough to uh, run my models um, when they have time. And then they send me the results and that allows me to compare the results of these models on different benchmarks. Uh, because at the beginning I was pretty sure that the, the models were crap um, and they, they reassured me and they told me like, no, actually like they, they performed very well on our benchmark too. So now I'm quite confident in these views. Awesome. Maxim, just before we get to fixed role and your attempts at, at, at also MOE and how this ties into MergeKit, I want to talk about Lazy MergeKit. Is that a product that you released on top of MergeKit? Could you talk to us a bit about that, what it adds? And I think I saw a stat from you that more than like 50% of the merges uses uh, your code with lazy, lazy merge kit. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, so it's a very thin wrapper uh, once again on top of merge kit and that allows me to quickly iterate over the merges. It's really good if you want to make a lot of experiments. I created 100 merges just to get a good intuition and then, then can evaluate them with auto eval. So I created my own little pipeline to do that. Um, and yes, it became really popular, maybe thanks to the blog post where I also promote it. And now it's, I checked today, actually, it was like 58% of the merges. That's crazy. So definitely making a contribution to the community, folks. Uh, we will add the, the Lazy Merge Kit and all the links to Maxim's blog, a uh, very in-depth blog as well, uh, to the show notes. Uh, let's move to MOE and how it relates to merges. So you released, I think... The first mixture of experts based on Phi model. We've talked about Phi before. For folks who are not familiar, a model that was released from Microsoft trained on a bunch of synthetic data. Version 2 was recently changed the license to MIT license. And Maxime, what prompted you to take this and make this an MOE, a mixture of experts? And how did you actually do it? I really like these small models and if I do look really good, the problem was the license. I was not very interested with the, the previous license they had. But they didn't change it. And I thought, yeah, now I have some experience using MergeKit works again to create MOEs. Why not trying to apply it to Phi 2? So the main challenge here is that the architecture is slightly different. So you have to really change the code in order to make something compatible. It's really made only for Mistral and Lama models. So I had to change a bunch of stuff, mostly the name of the layers and also different things to make it compatible, basically. And then I waited for more than a week because I didn't know how to change the inference code. So I had a model, but I could not run it. And that was very disappointing. At some point I, I talked about it and someone contacted me and said, yeah, I can do that. And he really helped me to do this. And that's why we managed to evaluate it and realize that it was performing better than the original 
the individual models, the individual experts. So I think it was very nice and I decided to, to publish it based on these results. The person who helped me is Valso Nguyen. Incredible. So you released two models based on this and like a two by two and two and four by two. Is that correct? Yeah. You evaluated them co compared to the base model itself. Have you done evaluations like for bigger models? Because uh, phi obviously is like very comfortable, but like number of parameters, not that big. Uh, have you done evaluations comparatively to like the big other models? Could you speak to its performance? Uh, have you run this? Are you running this? Are you using this? That's I think also an interesting question. <laughs> Yeah, I've run all these benchmarks. So I created on my Hugging Face account a little leaderboard where I store all my evaluations. And you can see it if you look at my profile. It's called yet another LLM leaderboard. It's using news research benchmark suite. And you can see that it performs well, but definitely not at a missile level. I also want to say that, yeah, like it, it performs better than the original model and I find it pretty cool, but it's not like that much better either, right? And I think that especially for the model with four experts, we need a better initialization of the gating weights because currently it's using the two same experts every time. I didn't know it when I released it, but yeah, that was quite disappointing. Since then, I've tried, and other people have tried to fine-tune them to, to have better getting weights, but we haven't been very successful, actually. I benchmarked some of them, and the, the results dropped. Yeah, a bit more work to do on that side. I see. Definitely one of the best things that come out of coming to Thursday Eye is the interacting with the community. Hopefully, folks, you're hearing, Maxim, and the additional areas of research and expertise that needed and it's great to be able to, I, I honestly just like maybe taking a sidestep, the way I found about you, Maxim, and like the way you're describing it, you've talked about you had a model, but you couldn't run it. Somebody came in. I love this part of our community, like especially on X, uh, GitHub seems to be like a cool area as well. There's now a hug and face area where we can also like chat and, and talk about some things as well. And I absolutely love this part of the open source where people just talk about, hey, I need help with this. And some other folks come up and I think this collaboration is what makes open source great. And this is the reason why we, we love chatting about this and highlighting community folks like this. Maxim, let's talk about this YAL, uh, yet another LLM leaderboard that you also have. So very prolific. So far we've talked about four of your projects. I, I have no idea how you have the time to all this. Could you talk about like the inspiration for YAL and, and like how it actually runs and what happens there? What are the evaluations? Could you talk about this a little bit? Yeah, sure. Like it started with your Hermes, which is like an open Hermes 2.5 Mistral 7D model that I fine-tuned using GPO and I published it on Twitter, but actually I did not evaluate it and it got some traction and I, I started like panicking, thinking, oh no, like it, actually the model is bad. But then Technium ran the evaluation to me and he realized that the model was uh, performing better than the original one. And I said, yeah, I need to be able to do that too, right? Do not rely on other people to evaluate my model. So I started creating this little auto uh, eval thing. And then I saw that I was starting to have a lot of results. So it was difficult for me to even read them. So I decided to say, hey, let's create my own leaderboard doing that. And that's what I have now. And I'm proud to say that it's probably the most comprehensive leaderboard in terms of Phi2 models, because you cannot find them on the OpenLLM leaderboard. There's not that many of them, but it's still better than nothing. So if you're interested in Phi2, you'll find some results there. 
I remember Neural Hermes, and back then, I think it was Intel that came up with that data set, correct? Intel, the, then you fine-tuned Open Hermes on top of it. Yeah. And that yeah, was exactly. like very well-performing. I think like still this neural data set is flying around the merges. Um, it's it's really interesting. I, I would love to, especially because you have now the leaderboard. It's not only your models, right? I see like Shadow ML there, uh, a bunch of your models. Neural Beagle, yeah. the one that we've talked about, is the top one currently this in in this uh, specific uh, YAL leaderboard. But everybody else. So what what is like special about this? Uh, how do models end up here that are not on the Open LLM leaderboard? Do people need to submit directly to you, or is it like is it pulling directly from the uh, repository? How does uh, how do models show up here? Those are my own evaluations. So when you use LLM Val, it's going to upload the results in a GitHub gist on your account. And then this leaderboard can read like all of your gists and that's the data to create the leaderboard. There's a bit of a bring your own leaderboard approach. You can clone this space. There are like two variables to modify. And if you use LLM or Evolve, you can create your own leaderboard based on your own evaluations. And if you want me to evaluate one of your models, feel free to raise an issue on this page and, and ask me to do it. If it's not too expensive, I will do it. That's incredible. So LLM Auto Eval is a GitHub project. Also, Maxim's uh, GitHub definitely worth checking out. And like you said, open the ticket if it's not too expensive. I'm hoping that the people who hear this are getting impressed with the work that you're doing. And we've seen some sponsorships come up of these conversations. Maybe if you're already getting sponsored, definitely feel free to shout out the sponsors. And if not, if you're seeking sponsorship, this would be a, a good place as well to announce that as well. Yeah, and then yeah, I'm looking for sponsorship. Thank you very much. Yeah, I'd like to, to run these benchmarks and, and do some stuff like that. It, it's starting to cost some money. So yeah, definitely looking for a, for a sponsor. Thank All you. Right. So the sponsors who are hearing this. We should yeah, definitely. Alignment Lab here. Definitely feel free. Now you guys are all in the group chat. So we've covered the fixture models. Just one thing that I want to ask. There was a, somebody said yeah, Merge Kit has an MOE kind of specific branch or is it like merged into the main one? So now it's easier to create a mixture of experts models with Merge Kit. Is that, is that correct? Uh, yeah, so there is like a mixture branch to do these merges and you have a MOE.MD file that documents how you're supposed to do it. And if you do not want to care about that, you can use lazy merge kit and just select the mixed branch. It's very easy and then you don't have to meddle with it at all. It's quite automated. Incredible. A bunch of projects. Maxim, how, like a personal question, how do you find the time for all this? <laughs> I, I don't know, like in the evening and during the weekend, I don't sleep a lot, so that definitely helps. <laughs> <laughs> during the weekends and don't sleep a lot. This seems to be this seems to be a prevailing thing among the AI enthusiasts here in the space, and also definitely on X. Sleep takes a backseat uh, to, towards progress, and I definitely feel that as well. Maxim, here's I want to leave you some space. To, you said you're looking for for sponsorship, and definitely folks should reach out. How else can the community help? So we've talked about evaluating some of the models. You said that there's like a few techniques that you've tried and didn't necessarily pan out or didn't have time or like fine tuning and then merging, etc. Could you speak about how else the community can help and maybe this will actually happen? Feel free. This is, the stage is yours to invite help as much as possible. Where to go, what to do, what you're missing hands with, uh, where you need some additional support. Uh, yeah, no, that, that, uh, that would be amazing. Um, 
I have a few a few projects that I think are pretty interesting to me. For example, there's like the chess LLM thing that I'm doing with uh, Kosti, who's actually uh, currently listening to NTD Spot. And it's the idea of training very small language models to play chess. We started creating a framework around it with a notebook to create the data set, a notebook to train your model and a space where you can like bring your own chess LLM and compete on a leaderboard with an ELO score. I think it would be really nice to complete this project, requires quite some work. Right now there's a preview version and you can play with it. It's on my Hugging Face account. Feel free to to participate if you find it interesting. I think it could be a good way to introduce like beginners to the world of LLM and training models in a very easy way where they can understand what's going on. And yeah, that could be a, a cool project. All right. So meanwhile, I will say that Maxim, you have a book out hands-on graph neural networks using Python. Is that correct? Folks definitely should check this out. And also I personally love like the, the stuff that you release in, in terms of learning and teaching. I will definitely add this to the show notes for folks who want to follow up. Your GitHub is explosive and I definitely am interested in adding y'all to my, to my bookmarks where I check the models. It looks like the Beagle model that you just released is the top, top 7B there with an average score of 60. I think this is the only model there with the average score of 60. This averages the AGI, eval, and GPT-4 all, truthful QA, big bench. This is the, the new... Th- news research benchmark bench, benchmark suite is that right this is how news evaluates some of the models as well so definitely worth checking out i'm gonna send to that leaderboard with that maxim uh i just want to like shout out a huge appreciation from the community about everything you do not only do you do this you also teach and you explain clearly really a huge thank you for, for that merging has been on top of mind for many of us and it's great to have you here and explain the ins and outs, uh, the lazy merge kit, it looks like it's been used by more than half of all the merges on the top of the leaderboards, including uh, like your own as well. Uh, thank you for coming to Thursday. Yeah, you're always welcome to come if you have like new releases that you want to cover or new cool techniques. Uh, and it's great to have you as participant in our group DMs as well. Uh, so hopefully folks who are sponsoring people, great people in the community are hearing this. Uh, shout out A6NZ and their open source grant. Like it seems like we have another candidate for that. Uh, Maxim, thank you. Feel free to stick around with us and just like chime in on the different things. So, yeah, that's what I wanted to, to mention. Thank you. Thank you so much, Maxim. And thank you, listeners of Thursday Eye. I hope this episode taught you something new, like it did me. And definitely give Maxim a follow on his socials, which will be in the show notes. And follow his work because it's very exciting. Model merging is very exciting. Maxim keeps open sourcing new stuff like the Auto Eval framework. And he just came out with a Gradio interface to show a model's genealogy based on what merges led to the birth of this model and what data sets were used for it. And it's pretty, pretty cool. It also shows which of the data sets and the previous model merges have a commercial license versus a open source license. Very important work as well. So thank you, Maxime. Thank you, listeners, for tuning in for this. And uh, see you in the next Thursday. Night.